0: If you do all of these healthy things, but you smoke cigarettes daily, right? Or if you're drinking contaminated water daily, it's almost like you're undoing some of your efforts. So I am all about balance and not having to be perfect, which I know you know that if you've been here, but it's important to be aware of your most toxic behaviors, okay? And actions and products, especially if you're suffering from symptoms. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Ray ann Mullins, your guide on this quest to a vivacious life. Join me as we uncover the keys to ditch inflammation, conquer fatigue, and stride confidently towards a harmonious, health-filled existence. This podcast is your compass to a balanced and fit lifestyle. So get ready to elevate your wellness game and embrace the vibrant, high-quality life that you deserve. Enjoy the show. Hey, hey, everybody. It's Coach Ray Ann back with another episode of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast, the podcast where we explore wellness topics like nutrition, fitness, movement, mindset, and how to make our soul happy. So, welcome back. Today, we're going to explore the endocrine system, and I know it doesn't sound very fun, but it's very important to understand, so just stick with me. I promise it won't be that bad. I hope that today you will walk away with at least one actionable task that will help improve your health or at least help you from deteriorating more. The reason I want to discuss this is because I'm talking daily to people with suspected thyroid conditions and or adrenal issues. So, I wanted to shed some light on the subject just in case you too are feeling like something is just not right. Now, before we start, I want to remind you that you go ahead and hit subscribe or follow on the podcast so that you never miss a new episode. And Friendly reminder if you have any friends, family, or coworkers, or just anybody, neighbors that you know that need to learn more about health, nutrition, mindset, and overall well being, please consider sending them to this podcast. I would so appreciate it. And please remember that I do specialize in thyroid and Hashimoto's health. So if you hear that term from somebody, like if you have a new friend that says wow i just got diagnosed with hashimotos or wow i'm having thyroid condition issues then i hope that you'll think of me first when they need help so thank you so much for being here so today i want to talk about you know what is the endocrine system why is it important what's its job and what are disruptors of the endocrine system what are the most common disruptors and how can you start to prevent damage? How can you shelter yourself a little bit from these disruptors? All right. So what is the endocrine system? Well, it's a network of glands and organs in your body, and it uses hormones to control and coordinate your body's metabolism, your energy level, reproduction, growth and development, and it responds to injury stress and helps control your mood. Okay. So right there, all of those things, metabolism is probably the word that jumped out to you the most, or maybe energy level. Those are all very super important jobs. Okay. So I want to talk about what glands and kind of what makes up the endocrine system. So I'm just going to go through some of the most important parts or some of the The basic parts. Okay. First off, we have the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus is located in your brain, it's like the base of your brain. It's near your optic nerves behind each eye. Okay. Just to give you an idea, the hypothalamus secretes hormones that either stimulate or suppress the release of hormones in the pituitary gland. Okay. So the hypothalamus sends messages to the pituitary gland. It also controls water balance, your sleep, temperature, appetite, and even blood pressure. So the hypothalamus, I like to think of the hypothalamus as like the captain of the ship. It is like the thing that is keeping lookout for everything. It's taking all the signals in and then it's going to set a hormonal response Um, you know, it'll kind of send signals to the pituitary and then it's going to create a reaction from there. So the hypothalamus is super duper important and so are all these parts that we're gonna talk about. Then we have the pineal body. It is located in the middle of the brain and it helps produce um, the hormone melatonin, which you've probably heard of, which helps your body when it's like, know when it's time to go to sleep. So melatonin, some people supplement, with melatonin, but there are things, and actually this isn't the topic today, but there are things you can do to get a healthier hypothalamus and pineal body so that you don't have to be taking melatonin every night. So we'll cover that in another episode. Then we have the pituitary. I think the pituitary is fascinating. The pituitary gland is located just below the brain and it's usually no larger than a pea. How cool is that? This gland controls many functions. This little pea-sized gland controls so many functions in our body, um, like other endocrine glands, um, but especially the thyroid, okay? So then we're gonna move down to the thyroid. The thyroid and parathyroid, okay? The thyroid gland and the parathyroid glands are located like in the front of your neck below your voice box. So the thyroid plays a major role in your body's metabolism. And actually every single cell in your body has a thyroid receptor on it, which means that your thyroid hormone needs to actually help every single cell in your body, like from your eyes to your liver to your I mean everything, your heart, everything has to be um you know getting some thyroid to be working function, you know functioning properly. It's so so important. Okay. Now the parathyroid gland plays also a major role in regulating the body's calcium balance. So a lot of people don't even know about the parathyroid. It's behind the thyroid and it's not really talked about as much. Okay. So then we're moving down through the endocrine system to the thymus. The thymus is located in the upper part of the chest and it produces white blood cells that fight infections and destroys abnormal cells. Okay, so are you getting an idea here of how important our endocrine system is? It's not super exciting, but it should be because it is like incredible. And then we have the adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands are located at the top of each kidney. So like many glands, the adrenal glands work hand in hand with the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, right? So these are really important. They work together really closely. The adrenal glands make and release corticosteroid hormones and epinephrine that maintain blood pressure and regulate metabolism. So the adrenals easily get overworked and many people who are people pleasers, workaholics, and people who over-exercise tend to run into issues with adrenal fatigue or just totally stressed out adrenals. Okay. And that can cause a lot of problems. Then we have the pancreas. The pancreas is located behind the stomach and it plays a role in digestion as well as hormone production. Hormones produced by the pancreas include insulin and glucagon, which regulate levels of blood sugar. So the pancreas creates insulin which will help to bring the blood sugar down and deliver the sugars or glucose to cells for energy. So the pancreas is very very important. And then finally we have the sex organs like the ovary ovaries for women and the testes for men. So I'm not going to give you sex education here, but the women's ovaries are located on both sides of the uterus, okay, below the opening of the fallopian tubes. In addition to containing the egg cells necessary, you know, to be, um, well, to make a baby, the ovaries also produce estrogen and progesterone. Okay. Now the testes, I think, you know, where those are located. I'm not going to tell you, but the testes produce testosterone and obviously sperm to help make babies. So as you can see, the endocrine system is busy and has a lot of parts and they all work together. So we're going to take this just a step further and point out the hormones that are important for the endocrine system. Okay. We have thyroid hormones. All right. So I would say, I'm not going to make this about the thyroid totally, but I would say the thyroid hormones are some of the most misunderstood hormones that I've discovered like talking to people, people really don't understand. So the thyroid mainly produces T4. Okay, T4 hormone. And then T4, if things are working correctly, are supposed to, you know, turn into um, T3 or kind of like create T3. The T3 is our more active thyroid hormone. Where this is like misunderstood is that most people believe the TSH is made in the thyroid. And that tells you whether your thyroid is working or not. And that is false. TSH is actually produced or sent from the pituitary gland. The pituitary gland is what actually tells your body if it needs more thyroid or not. So Side note, this is why when I tell people to have the doctor check more than just their TSH, this is why, because we don't really know what's happening in the thyroid just because the TSH is either too high or too low or normal. Okay. So just a little side note there. Anyway. The other hormones that are produced or important for the endocrine system, so we got the thyroid hormones, we got melatonin, remember we talked about that a second ago, that these help keep your body calm and help you prepare for sleep. Then we have insulin, which regulates the blood sugar levels. And then we have cortisol, which cons- controls stress response and metabolism. Then we have estrogen and testosterone and progesterone, these are responsible for sexual development and reproduction. So those are some of the most commonly heard of hormones, but the endocrine system, it's also responsible for aldosterone, ACTH, HGH, oxytocin, prolactin, TSH, which I just talked about, glucagon, progesterone, epinephrine, norepinephrine, that was hard to say. Anyway, my point is that we want a healthy and balanced endocrine system so that all of these hormones can do their jobs and you can feel great. So when the endocrine system is healthy and balanced, everything should be working just fine, right? That's the idea. It's when we start to feel off or feel bad, things like fatigue, um, hair loss, joint pain, heartburn. Increase in cholesterol, weight gain or maybe unexpected weight loss, unregulated temperature, sleep issues, fertility issues, getting colds and flu often, acne, and other negative symptoms. That's when we need to consider the endocrine system and that maybe something is off. Maybe some of our hormones hormones are imbalanced or maybe one of those glands is not actually doing the job that it needs to do. Okay. So that is what it's meant when, when you might, you might see online or like on Instagram or something, you you see a lot of things, um, and coaches and doctors and people talking about balancing your hormones. Okay. So, I mean, I've even said it myself, like, you know, balance your hormones to lose weight or balance your hormones for stress response, balance your hormones to get better sleep, all that stuff. Right. Well, it's not just the sex hormones, because I think a lot of people when they hear, oh, I need to balance my hormones, they automatically think, oh, well, that's just for women in menopause, or that's just for women. You know, a lot of men don't understand that they're hormones, that we all have hormones. Hormones aren't, my point is, hormones aren't just the sex hormones that we think of, like testosterone, estrogen, okay, and it can include any of the hormones or glands that I just mentioned from the endocrine system that could be malfunctioning, okay? That's just lack of a better word, malfunctioning. So anyway, the endocrine system is absolutely important to understand, at least enough to realize that maybe your joint pain isn't just from your exercise. Maybe your hair loss isn't just from waiting too long to wash your hair. You know, maybe your fatigue isn't just because you're busy at work. You know, there actually could be something going on. And I think it's always important to get that checked out. So what could be actually creating some of these issues? What could be creating um, problems with your endocrine system or our endocrine systems? The biggest culprits, and and I'm going to say, I'm saying that with like a grain of salt here. It's like the biggest culprits that I'm going to talk about today are environmental toxins, and chronic stress, but mostly we're going to focus on environmental toxins, okay? These are things that are really impacting um, people's health, okay? So environmental toxins, there are nearly, get this, 85,000, yes, 85,000 man-made chemicals in the world, maybe more now, many of which people come into contact with every single day. And only about 1% of them have been studied for safety. Isn't that crazy? 1% of this 85,000 man-made chemicals have been studied for safety and the rest, they just are ignoring. They being like the health people. (laughs) Okay. However, 1000 or more of these chemicals may be endocrine disruptors based on their probable endocrine interfering properties. Okay. So many chemicals Um, have these disrupting properties, including you've heard of like BPA, right? Um, you've probably heard of like flame retardants or um, like substances for like uh, cleaning your house, right? So, we have things like household products, cleaning products, air fresheners are a big one, hair dyes are a big one, cosmetics, sunscreens. Um, Even some metals are shown to have endocrine disrupting properties. So many observations suggest that endocrine disruptors do contribute to cancer, diabetes, obesity, metabolic syndrome, thyroid disease, and infertility. So some of the things that you might be using every single day, as in laundry detergent, dishwashing soap, lotion, mascara, right? These, some of these everyday things or, um, you know, candles that you like to like light to make your house smell good or the little plug-in things to make your house smell good or sprays to make your house smell good. Like anything that like covers up odors. Now I'm not saying every single product that you use is chemical and I'm not saying every single product is going to give you cancer. Please don't hear me wrong. What I'm saying is it's a good idea to check them out and look for alternatives, okay? So I am gonna add a link to the show notes with more information about this if you wanna go read the study by the National Library of Medicine, okay? So the other common cause is chronic stress. So no, it's not just chemical toxins that support endocrine disorders, right? More and more research is actually showing that chronic stress can be a major, major factor In endocrine disruption. Okay. So, you know, I'm not going to dive too deep into this one. Um, but anytime you are holding on to stress, you know, this, some people stress from the moment they're born until the moment they die. And, and we all have stress. There's absolutely no way to avoid stress, no way to avoid stress at all. But, um, some people are, creating more and more and more and more stress on themselves with like how they think, with who they hang out with, with the way they let people talk to them. Okay. So there are so many ways that we create stress, especially chronic stress. Chronic stress just means that it's um, ongoing and consistent and it's been there a long time. Now there are short-term stressors like, um, you know, driving down the road and, a dog jumps out in front of you and you slam your brakes and you get this super high stress response. That is different than everyday beat you down stress. Okay. We, we are built to respond to, um, you know, acute stress, but we are really not built to hold onto chronic stress our entire life. It literally breaks our body down. Okay. So all of this sounds like gloom and doom, right? But you can start to do something about it. We can probably avoid, you know, some stress, but we can't avoid all stress. And we could probably avoid some toxins, but we can't avoid all toxins. But there are a few ways you can start to reduce your toxic load to help the health of your endocrine system and your hormones. So let's just go through them. I'm not going to spend a ton of time like digging into each one. Um, And I actually did a toxic uh, or toxins podcast in season one. So you might want to go back and check that out. But I wanted to bring it back up again because it is really an issue. And especially since I'm working more and more people with thyroid issues, I definitely want to make sure that they understand this. So I think everybody should at least have a general idea of what's going on. So I have eight ideas for you. All right. The first one is just start being aware and reducing the use of plastics, paper products, and cans. Okay. So what do I mean by plastics? I mean, the obvious things like plastic water bottles. Now there are going to be times that you go somewhere and you have no water and you want to buy a quick bottle of water. Fine. But what I'm talking about is I don't think it's a good idea to every single day, drink all of your water out of plastic water bottles. I think it's a better idea to, well, I'm going to talk about it more. It's tip number four, but I think it's a better idea to filter your water and use a reusable um, bottle that is either steel, you know, like a hydroflax or flask or something like that, um, so that you are not getting the plastic leaching into your water. This is especially true if you reuse a water bottle that is plastic over and over and over. I used to do that all the time. Um, also paper products. And so you would think paper, like what's the big deal with paper? It should be fine. Well, what is not really fine and we shouldn't be using every single day would be things like Starbucks coffee cups. I actually did a post about this, um, on Instagram and Facebook recently. And so I'm picking on Starbucks, but it's really any, um, plastic or not plastic, but a paper cup that has to be sealed with chemicals so that the hot liquid can stay in the cup. You know what I'm saying? Like if you just took paper and made a cup of it, eventually it's going to leak through, but they make these paper cups so that you can hold hot, hot liquid for a long time. Okay. Also these paper products, um, they have to be glued. So it's been found that the glue they use to glue, you know, like the circle, you know, to make it a circle, they glue it together. There's a seam; it's glued, and that glue has been shown to be very toxic. Also, the lids, okay, the paper slash they—they're kind of a plasticky um, lid. Those are also not good. So, I'm not telling you never drink out of that. Like, never go to Starbucks. Never have like a to-go coffee cup. I wouldn't say that because I have one one to two times a week, and my. I guess what I'm trying to say is like, you can still enjoy these things once in a while, but I would really be aware of how often you do it. Even me just saying that one to two times a week is probably too much. So I'm going to commit right now to only having one a week. I'm not going to say zero because I know that's not doable. Okay. Um, One thing you could do though, I just thought of this. If you do go to like Starbucks, for example, you can actually, if you're going to stay there, you can get it in a, in a actual mug. You could just sit there. If you're on the go, you can take your own mug and they'll make it in that for you. So there are ways around it. Um, The other thing is canned food. Oh, so this actually, I mean, I think I knew it and I think I just ignored it. But as I was doing more research for this, um, this week, I started reading more and more about how canned, like canned food is really um, can be very toxic depending on the kind of metal they use but also the sealers and just kind of how they're treated and it it really is more concerning to me than than it ever has been because we do use a lot of canned beans and tomatoes and green chilies and things like that and and I'm probably not going to stop I'll tell you that right now But the amount of black beans that we eat at our house is is a lot. So I just told my husband last night, I was like, you know what? Let's start getting dried black beans and we'll just make like a big pot every like Sunday or Monday. I'll just make it in the crock pot or whatever. And that's just going to be one less just little, you know, notch in the toxicity that we can you know take down a notch. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. The second tip I have is do your best to eat organic. And there is so much controversy over is organic actually cleaner or not. But here's the thing. There are certain foods. There's actually a list, the clean 15 and then the dirty, the dirty and the clean list. So I'm going to actually link to those in the show notes as well. But there are certain fruits and vegetables that are going to be more absorbent. So, yes, I do think it's important that we use pesticides to a point, because obviously we're going to lose a lot of our crops and there's, there's reasoning. So I understand, but there are certain types of fruits and vegetables that are going to absorb it more than others. So there are certain types of fruits and vegetables that you're actually going to want to buy organic. And then, um, some that it's okay to probably buy normal. And do you, I think that it's way more expensive to eat organic. I'm going to say no. I'm actually going to go ahead and say, no, I do think it is a tiny bit more expensive, but if you actually plan ahead and you use the actual produce or the meats, like in a meal plan, then you're saving money by not getting sick sooner. So, you know, it's like, do you want to spend money now on a little bit more expensive food or do you want to spend money later when you're in the hospital? OK, I mean, that sounds kind of harsh, but like when we put it in that perspective, it's like, OK, I can spend 30 more cents on these, ben- uh, you know, on these strawberries versus the non-strawberries or the non-organic. So and, and maybe it's more than 30 cents sometimes, but sometimes it's so minimal that like seriously, 30 cents to a dollar is going to hold you back from taking better care of your health. You know, I just I think that at some point we need to just really think broader than that All right. Number four, filter your water. This is so important. You know, I talk a lot about staying hydrated and how important it is, but you want to make sure that you're hydrating with something that is clean, right? If you every day are drinking contaminated, toxic water, then, you know, at least you're getting water, right? But what are you also getting with it? So I think it's super important to either get your water tested and figure out what you can do about it. But I really believe in filtering your water, whether that's just with a pitcher or whether that's um, you know getting a just a filter on one of your sinks or on your whole house. And you know, yeah, we're talking about getting a little bit more expensive if you're fitting your whole house out, you know, into a like reverse osmosis or something. But um, actually, even these days, it's not as expensive as it used to be. But anything you can do to filter your water. Now, a lot of people say to me, "Well, that's why I drink bottled water." And I'm like, okay, but have you seen the studies out there now showing how a lot of bottled water is not that clean either? So I think you're better off, you know, getting your own filter and filtering your own water and using a reusable, either glass or steel um, water bottle or glass. Okay, number five, wash your new clothes. Oh, so many clothes before they are sent out are either sprayed or just the material that they're made of are sprayed with chemicals right so that they keep their color also some of the color dyes that are used to make clothes are very toxic so it's really shocking how dirty and toxic clothes can be okay especially if you're ordering from these super cheap um you know websites that are you know very cheaply making the clothes and they might be cute and like fun to order some cheap stuff, but consider not only, you know, they're poorly made by the way, but they are probably covered in chemicals. And also we don't know who's making them. I've heard some pretty not good things about, you know, child labor and stuff. So just be mindful of that, but also washing, especially new underwear before you wear them. Please do that. That is something I never used to do. I just thought, Oh, these are brand new, you know, like I'm just going to wear them. But actually it's very, very, very important to do that. If you don't already number six exercise. Okay. You knew exercise was going to be on the list, right? So movement is one of the ways to keep toxins moving out of your body. Sweat can help eliminate toxins. That's what its job is. Other than cooling down your body, it helps eliminate the toxins from your body. So keep moving and keep sweating. Love it. Number seven, breathe, like as in deep breathe or meditate, or just take some downtime. Taking time to relax or to unwind can have surprising effects on your immune system, which will you know, help you be able to fight back against these toxins. So both chemical and emotional toxins, just to keep you healthy. So you might be like, okay, ran me doing deep breathing and meditating is absolutely not going to get rid of the toxins from the dirty water. You're right. It's not going to eliminate the toxins from the dirty water. However, the stronger you are mentally and physically, emotionally, the more you'll be able to fight those Chemicals and toxins. Okay. If you're not going to completely get rid of them, which we know there's no way we can get rid of all of the things we're exposed to, at least do your part, including, you know, taking care of your body physically, but also your mind. Okay. And deep, you know, deep breathing or breath work and meditation are a great way to do that. And then number eight, work on your nighttime routine so that you can improve your sleep. Okay. I think. 85% of the people that I talk to or work with have a really hard time with sleep. And we find that a lot of times it's the nighttime routine that isn't really on par, I guess. So if you right now are having trouble sleeping and you're a little bit worried about all these toxins, then one of the best things you can do is try to get more sleep. Do your best. Okay. Sleep is the time that we repair and clean out our system. We naturally detox every time we sleep. So making sure you get plenty of sleep can help fight against these toxins and chemicals and our chronic stress, okay? So the tips were reduce the use of plastics and paper products and cans, eat organic as much as you can, get rid of toxic, um, oh, I didn't say this one, I skipped it. Get rid of toxic makeup, lotions, and potions, Okay, I'm looking at my notes now. I guess I should have been looking sooner. Sorry about that. Um, But just like the the foods, there's actually a list of clean cosmetics and chemicals that you need to look for um, in those as well. So I can link that again too. number four. Okay, sorry about that, that I missed number three. But getting rid of some of your toxic makeup is really important. Number four, filter your water. Oh, I can't stress that enough. Number five, wash new clothes. Number six, exercise. Okay. Remember exercise doesn't mean that you have to be hardcore every second and you don't have to do every hard exercise. You just got to move your body, keep your body moving. It's going to keep cleaning out and moving the toxins out of your body. Number seven, breath work, meditation, take time to do that. And number eight, work on getting better sleep. So if that means you know, fixing your environment or setting up a better routine around sleep time, whatever you need to do, try to get better sleep. Okay. So here's something I always think about. If you are eating healthy, exercising, meditating, and doing all the things, right? All the healthy habits, you're going to want to watch out for the areas that you are sabotaging your efforts in. If you do all of these healthy things, but you smoke cigarettes daily, right? Or if you're drinking contaminated water daily, it's almost like you're undoing some of your efforts. So I am all about balance and not having to be perfect, which I know, you know that if you've been here, but it's important to be aware of your most toxic behaviors. Okay. And actions and products, especially if you're suffering from symptoms, Okay, you don't want to be doing something to yourself daily that's actually harming you more. Right. So this is just something to get you thinking. Okay, I also think it's important to know um, that, you know, it's important to know this information, but it's also very important to not overstress about it or else you're just creating more stress, right, more chronic stress, which can also have a negative impact. So start today just by being aware of what toxins that you may come into contact with every day. Just take a few minutes, maybe right now, you know, when we finish this to notice and see if there's just any like big ones. Like, are there any like giant red flags like in front of you that you can try to reduce or eliminate? Okay. Um, You know, obviously if you live like in a neighborhood with like a plant or a factory that is contaminating your air every day. Probably not a lot you can do about that, right? Um, or you know, maybe you just really can't find a, a night cream that you love that is clean. You know, there's gonna be things that you maybe aren't willing or able to change. And so then what you do is you pick another area that you can double down on. Okay. And I think water is a really good place to start if you're just not sure where to start. Okay and maybe, and meditating. And I can think of a lot of places, but I would say of all of them, probably just at least start with water. Okay. So I, I I said earlier that, you know, I use a lot of canned like beans and tomatoes in my cooking. And because I didn't realize that was actually a bigger issue. I'm going to start, like I said, finding ways to reduce the amount of canned food that we use. Um, I'm not going to go crazy and get rid of all of them and I'm not going to eliminate it. I'm just going to be like aware of like, where can I like reduce? What can I do? Like making a pot of beans, you know, dried beans instead of using canned. I love the convenience of it, but you know, maybe, maybe it'll be easy to do that. So that's what I'm talking about. Find areas that you can like make little changes in. Oh, I thought of one more thing. Straws. Okay. Straws, a lot of people, um, stopped using regular straws because of environment, you know, factors, which I totally understand. I get that. I agree with that. Um, so then, you know, a more friendly environmental straw came out. It's like those paper straws, which by the way are horrible if you use too long, but I get the, again, I understand the, um, you know, the thought behind making them. So it's better. So they dissolve or whatever. However, I just saw another study that says that a lot of those paper straws have been found to have chemicals in them, which are harmful to our health and also to the environment. So instead of trying to, you know, change everything, like the straws you use and like everything, you don't have to change everything today. Okay. But, um, just do your best, you know, to look at your daily life and pick one or two things that you are willing to try to change just a little bit at a time. Okay. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super pumped to be back at it and have several really informational, but also actionable episodes coming up. So remember if you have just a minute after this to rate and review and, or share the podcast today, I so appreciate you have an awesome rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast today. Remember, while we've explored incredible tips and insights, none of this is to replace personalized medical advice. Always chat with your trusted physician or healthcare professional before making changes based on what you've heard today. Stay inspired, stay curious, and keep striving for that balanced fit and free lifestyle. Until next time, take care and keep thriving.